the former UFC light heavyweight champion, Yuri Prohaska, which a lot of people watching this probably know who he is because he's a pretty famous guy. He, after every single fight that he has, whether he wins or he loses, he locks himself in his room for three days straight with no food, only water, and the only thing he has is like toilet and toothbrush and some books. But the books, he, he, he can't even read the books. He just has to write stuff down. It's like a notebook or a journal. You know anything. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they said no book. No, but yeah, it's like a notebook or journal. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot, of people have, a lot of people say it's a pretty psychotic thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I kind of I kind of see the point of it. Yeah. Yeah. Detaching yourself from whatever you're riding in it. Yeah. Or or whatever you what like your win. Just everything. Maybe it's like so you don't get too in your head. Mm-hmm. As in, oh, I won, so now I'm so good at it. Let me go party or yeah. something. Or so instead of that, just preparing yourself for the next fight. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. I mean, he's a pretty weird dude in general. Like he 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 trains outside completely naturally and stuff like that. Like he hits he literally hits trees and stuff for his practice. Bro, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. Uh, it reminded me of this video I saw. They're showing the Indian club that you use, mm-hmm. and the one where they take it like this yeah. and they do that. And he was just saying that you can, depending on where you hold that club, you can do it more or less weight. And it's just so util and like it's better than dumbbells or something. He was saying. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Uh, this is this is also just getting off topic. You know what? Let's let's bring the conversation back. Anyway, like, about off the... topic is fine for a podcast. Bro. You think? Okay, fine. Then in that case, uh, so there's this anime called Berserk or manga yeah. called Berserk, mm-hmm. and he in the dude the thing the dude carries this giant 400 pound sword. It's like 200 pounds or something because someone did the calculation for it mm-hmm. in terms of real world objects. And mm-hmm. some dude made the sword, and he just instead of doing any workouts. From then onwards, he just started swinging the sword. So first, he started out with twenty pounds. Oh yeah, I think then you he told bumped me up about to forty this. pounds. Then he bumped up to sixty pounds. Yeah. And he he knows how to handle a sword, like a uh, what, what are they called? Samurai. Like a katana or a, oh. a zweihander or whatever. Yeah. He knows how to swing those things around. But he does it with a big sword, and he's built. Or I mean, I feel like at least I watched his first TikTok and his most recent one, or his YouTube short or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's building muscle as well while doing it. Because obviously you're carrying, you're lugging something that's so huge. Yeah. And you're just, you know, moving it around in, in useful directions. Mm-hmm. I feel like that just works all the muscles. Yeah. Same with that Indian club thing you're saying. Yeah. Like the, the different parts you hold it, the yeah. more weight you get. It's very functional. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to the dopamine detox thing. I don't know. What do you think about what, I mean, how, how much of a benefit do you see in what he's doing in his thing? Him specifically? Or just if anybody does his practice okay. in general. What I was going to say in the beginning was I still think it's useful now, even though we, again, even though we did it so many years ago, because I was doing something similar to it this summer where I would, the idea was if you reduce the amount of dopamine that's, that you're, whatever, that's being fed to your brain or that's being fed from your brain, what? Energy, oh, man. Okay, yeah. So that at the beginning and it cut off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the idea was if you reduce that amount of dopamine that you're getting, then you'll be, cause the whole thing that we were talking about of motivation versus discipline. And I asked you, or yeah, it was in our first episode, episode one, episode one, yeah, episode one throwback. But I, I asked you, how do you like, what makes you disciplined then? Cause you have to be motivated to be disciplined in the first place. Right. All right, you said, oh, yeah, we said motivation is not like a permanent solution. What is it? Discipline is. But I said, then I asked, how do you how do you even get discipline in the first place? Or how do you 
you know, because even to get disciplined, you'd have to be motivated to be disciplined. But I think the solution with that, and I think we said that in this episode itself, is to just cut out things that make it hard for you to be disciplined. Cut, like we said, doing good things, but also cutting out the bad things. Mm-hmm. So what I was doing was I was reducing the dopamine intake. So then I could more easily, I don't know, like pick up work or just like open up my laptop and pick up like whatever I needed to do. Yeah. And also, I feel like that's an under underestimated thing in terms of even general life success in general, or I don't want to say in general twice, but general life success. Because I watched a video from Alex Ramosi, which is this dude, this YouTuber that's worth uh, $100 million. And he didn't make $100 million off being a YouTuber. He had his own business first, and then he started YouTubing after he made $100 million to mm-hmm. kind of sell himself as, oh, I'm the $100 million guy. Yeah. But his, his best advice, or I feel like the one that's most practical to people that are trying to pick up some motivation to do something in their life mm-hmm. is just cut out things instead of adding things. Yeah. Like no one should think, oh, I have to have a 10-step morning routine that gets me, you know, in the mood to do this thing. You should just do that thing first. Do the first five minutes of that thing. And then it that by itself will cut out all the other things that you were going to do instead of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's saying don't add, don't make yourself into something by adding things you have to take away the other things that are not the thing that you want to focus on Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's also something that i heard in the book atomic habits as well because whenever you're trying to pick up something to you know adopt you into a new goal he said forget about the goal try to make it or like visualize the person that you are when you do when you achieve that goal or when you're doing that goal and then act as if act you know act out what that person would act does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But- like see the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then like you see, like for example, you want, I don't know, you want a $40, $40 million or something and you want like two supercars. Yeah. How would the person with $40 million and two supercars, that's also you in the future, how would that person act? Yeah. And then just do those actions today. Yeah. That's, that's like, yeah, I'd say, I don't know about that. I've never tried that specifically, but I think you know, it's a good idea. But I, what I was thinking more about was that was what you were saying about just do the thing that you want to do instead of, you know, doing the 10 step morning routine. You know, if someone is trying to make money by building a business, but then they're they think in order to do that, they need to, I don't know, work out in the morning, do whatever, you know, like wake up, you know, wash your, wake up at 4 a.m., take a cold shower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, That kind of thing. The whole routine. I, yeah. I think with those things, you're just, you're just pushing that thing off because that's the thing you want to do least because that's the hardest thing out of all of those. But you're just doing these smaller, easier things because you think it'll make you, I don't know, because you don't want to do that big thing, but you still want to feel some kind of progress. So you're doing these smaller, easier things, but you're pushing out the actual hard thing, yeah. that and, is, and which is building a business. Not to say that, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. and taking cold shower are bad things. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's not the most but, important thing. But it's not the thing that you want to do. Yeah. Like, as you were saying, I think that's that's exactly right. As uh, Like, people want to feel like they're making some kind of progress, so they just do something. Mm-hmm. Like, something that, that's out of their, their usual routine. Mm-hmm. And they think, oh, you know, I'm changing... You know, my, yeah, I'm changing whatever it is at the core yeah. that is pushing me to do this. But it's not. It's just not true. Yeah. I've heard the best procrastination hack, and this I agree with, is just to do the thing for five minutes. 
Like whatever thing that is that you're, whatever thing it is that you're pushing off, just do it for five minutes. Just tell your brand you only have to do it for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, that that actually worked for me a couple of times. Uh, you know, back in the days when I, I didn't have motivation to go to the gym, I just go to the gym and I said, okay, I'll just do one set of bicep curls. Mm-hmm. After after I do that one set of bicep curls, I'm like, you know, well, I'm already here. I might as well just finish this workout. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that same principle can be applied to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like the gym itself is uh is quite quite an apt metaphor for for any any other thing that you want to pursue in life yeah i agree especially with uh consistency yeah and discipline versus motivation yeah you know the person that only goes to the gym whenever they feel like it versus the person who goes to the gym every day regardless of whether he feels good or not about it yeah consistency i think is also super something that the gym teaches you or that the gym could teach you because a lot of people a lot of, I, I mean there's people who do it for who are consistent with the gym and aren't consistent in other things as well so i'm not necessarily saying you're going to learn it just because you go to the gym but it's it it translates across the gym and every, any other area in life where you you won't see progress in the first few days first few weeks whatever you just have to keep going and then when you train yourself to keep going then i feel like it's easier to train yourself to keep going in other areas of life yeah you know i believe like strong, I have a strong belief that failure is just not, it's just not real. It doesn't exist mm-hmm. because I think the reason why people sometimes fail is because they just give up at whatever they're doing. Like, even if you say, oh, this guy has been working on this business for 10 years and it hasn't taken off. So he, he switched to some corporate job. He failed. I, I, I think if he kept on going, give him like a few extra years, I still think he would have made it because all these, I mean, all, all of uh, like Elon Musk and all of them, they were also not doing well for a few years before they took off. Mm-hmm. Like they really had to push. They had to keep going on with the same exact thing until, uh, you know, they took off. So, you know, that's why I think I think a failure doesn't exist. You I mean, you're just holding yourself back by saying, oh, I'm failing by doing this. I'm failing by doing this. How about I just stop now? I think that anybody with anything, if they if they're going at it with the commitment to improve, I think they can get successful at anything they want to. Yeah. And also just that every single thing that you perceive as a failure is just something that you can learn from. And it's just going to help you get better. So in that sense, how is it a failure? If you're just going to become better from it, then isn't it technically just helping you towards success? Yeah, learning experience. Yeah. Yeah, because the people that also fail the longest are the ones that end up the most successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of how long Jeff Bezos was just by himself with him and his wife packing the books in Amazon and hand delivering them. Yeah. Uh, quite a long time, yeah, I'd say. yeah. Yeah. So, and look at him now. Yeah. You know, now yeah. he has, he has And it's so those... exponential for every, any kind of business, whatever. Gain growth is always exponential. Yeah. Because Jeff Bezos, even his wealth, it's like, it's like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, he used to do it all himself. And now he has those, you know, young, young children in China doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Many children. Many children. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that makes, that makes sense on that part. But also... So, I mean, are we, are, we, are we saying that, you know, cutting yourself off from everything is the way, to, the way to push yourself towards that? I mean, okay, what I was saying was, again, you shouldn't use this as something to prevent you from your goals. Like, I'm going to do dopamine detox instead of, you know, actually building my business. Mm-hmm. Like, consi- like, if you think about it like that, then it's, I don't think it's a good thing. But, but also, you know, like, actually, just continue. But if you are using it as, I guess, 
if you're thinking of it as less of a movement and something that you're just going to start practicing in your life from now on, you know, it's not like a strict movement that you're going to follow for this one week. And then you're going to see, because even when we did it for one week and then we just went back to it slowly. So it's not something that you just do for one week. But if you think about it as something that you're going to stick with and you're going to do more permanently and consistently over a longer period of time while also doing whatever you want to do, like, or whatever you're aiming to do, such as building a business, then I think it can be very beneficial. Yeah, because, I agree. Yeah, because the same thing that I was saying earlier, when you remove that the dopamine from your life, those such high dopamine intake from your life, you're more motivated to do something. I was talking about this with a friend uh, the other day, and he was saying that, you know, he he just feels whenever he's not doing something, he just feels sad. And that's like an extreme, right? That's just like, you're always being stimulated with something that you think you need to be, you, like you need to be, you're sad when you're simply not doing anything. And the truth is, when you're building a business or something, it is going to be difficult. You know, you're not going to be like, you're not going to be enjoying it. It is going to be difficult. It'll feel the same way when you're sitting alone in your room and you have nothing to do. That's what building a business is like, right? Yeah. So it's it's just preparation for that. Or it's not even preparation. You need to be able to do that. You need to be able to sit in your room and do nothing in order to build a business. Yeah, that's that's uh, expertly put, as yeah. uh, one might say. <laughs> but also, when I was, you know, so uh, the, to the point that you were saying about people only saying, you know, I'll do dopamine detox because it's some some trend that I found on TikTok. I'll do it for two weeks and I'll delete everything. Yeah. And then after two weeks, they just download everything again and yeah. just go back to it. Yeah. I think that's, you know, obviously you're saying it's not a good thing. But also, I feel like, you know, it you what one has to do for a dopamine detox is they just have to build they have to build it to a level where they're slowly taking away things and they can sustain it over a long period of time like for example if if i'm really thinking about it i have been really doing a deep dopamine detox since we said we would first i mean back then i had tiktok instagram snapchat uh twitter i had all of it yeah i took away tiktok instagram snapchat because i barely use them anyway and you know, like I didn't miss them that much. Like my phone wouldn't go over to uh, the TikTok button whenever it was deleted or anything. <laughs> but then, you know, you and then my hand, or yeah, my yeah. hand, or did I say my phone? Yeah, <laughs> bro. Yeah, my hand wouldn't go over on my phone to where the TikTok button was. And uh, and then after, or now, recently, like two days ago, I just deleted Twitter because I was like, I'm spending way too much time on this thing. Even though some of it is educational, I'd say most of it is junk. And yeah. then now I'm like debating, not debating, but I'll probably do it just delete YouTube as well. Cause what do we, what do we yeah. actually need? I can, okay, for me, it's a little bit different. TikTok was my biggest thing. I was actually an really? addict. And I think that's that's what can be said for most people. TikTok is so addicting. And we even talked about this in another an episode. We talked about it on a bunch of episodes. Bro, yeah. it's so addicting, but I was actually addicted to it. Really, you think? Yeah. I feel like, you know, I have TikTok on my phone currently. Cause we- Yeah, cause that's the point I'm getting we to. we post, and then I just don't look at it That's at the all. point I'm getting to. But then at one point, I just went such a long time without TikTok that I was, cause I don't, I don't know what motivated me to do that. I think it was, oh, I had a bet with a friend and we said whoever, we were both trying to help each other get better. And I said, we said whoever uses TikTok first, well, what did we say? Pays the other person $50 or something like that. Okay. Okay. So, for, and during that, I went like seven months without TikTok, mm -hmm. right? After that, obviously I got back on TikTok and I got addicted again. But then when I did that dope- Who won the bet though, you or your friend? Let me see. 
my friend. <laughs> okay, but so then after that, yeah, obviously I was like, all right, whatever, pay this guy. And then I got addicted again. But then once I did this dopamine detox thing again, I was like, holy, I went seven months without TikTok. There's just no way that I can't do that again. So I just did that again. And then since then I haven't used TikTok. So I guess that's what had it for me. Like, I don't know. That's how I beat addiction to that. I'm so- sounding like I beat addiction to something serious. <laughs> but like, no, internet addiction. Internet, it's the most normalized addiction. It's the most normalized addiction. But that's how I stopped using TikTok. And now when I get it to like post something for our account or just anything, I have no temptation. You know, another thing that had it that made me use TikTok less was once I would, it's like a compound effect. Once you'd start, because before I used to, I, I was so addicted that I would, I would watch every single, like, you know, there's like a friends page, right? So okay. I, there's a friends page and I would make sure I fought, I watched every single friends page until I got to the one from the day before. So there was no unwatched videos on my friends page. Uh-huh. So then, but when I went without TikTok for so long, right? It, there were just so many and it was overwhelming. I'm like, there's no way I can do this. So then I just deleted it. Oh, really? Yeah. So that that was the other thing for me. And also after TikTok kept adding more and more features and that was also overwhelming. So I just like, I don't need this app anymore. And yeah. I gave it away. But yeah, those two things were kind of what got me off TikTok. And then I guess for Instagram, Instagram is it's not addicting as TikTok, but it's just, you just think what I think, I guess. I guess TikTok, the first thing, whenever I beat TikTok, that helped me do that helped me also beat other apps, I guess, or stop using other apps. But for Instagram, I was just thinking, there's nothing will change if I don't like this person's post, if I don't watch this person's story, if I check this person's DM like a month later, if they really needed something, they would text me. You know, they would try to contact me in other ways. Literally nothing will happen if I'm just off Instagram. Because you think when you're using those apps, you think, oh, I need to be on this app what if I miss something? What if I miss something? It's FOMO. There's so much FOMO around it. I mean, I don't know how it is for you, but I feel like this is for the general population. Mm-hmm. But but then once you, if you really think about it and you think there's l- literally nothing will change if I just get rid of this app. Not a single thing in my life will change, you know? Yeah. I mean, I agree, yeah. I mean, even, even since when I was young, I never followed any people on Instagram besides people that I know. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's people that I know in UFC fighters which I should really stop doing as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't use Instagram anyway. I it's so it cool. easy. It's just a blue button. You yeah. hit follow, yeah. but then you don't realize how much content they're going to be pushing towards in your yeah. feed after that. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I, I guess at one point it was like that for me as well. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, back the old account, yeah. the old uh, the old Rava. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so much stuff on my feed. And there was a point where I thought exactly like you, where I thought, you know, I should just keep up with everything on here. Yeah. And I went through, you know, cause I knew a lot of those people at the time were new online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went through and I liked all their posts, all these new people are posting. Yeah, yeah. But then after a while, I was just like, who cares? Yeah. I just stopped looking this at it. It has no effect on me in the real world. Yeah, and it's even, even, world. even now, when, even, yeah, it is literally. But even now, whenever other people are posting, it's like whatever, you know, like I know, I already know. Yeah. yeah. Like for example, if people that I know post about a school event or people, uh, friends outside of school post about you know, the time that we went to Chicago or something. Like, I was there. I was in Chicago. I, there's, you know, like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really feel that FOMO anymore. Yeah. Because if there was a school event, you know, I was most, more likely than not there. Compared, and versus, you know, if, if outside of friends post something, then it's either not relevant to me or I was there. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. That's what, that's how I feel about a lot of things. I feel like. Yeah. Nowadays, at least. Yeah. You know, I feel. I don't know. I feel like I've slowly gotten rid of my my thing of FOMO. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe deleting all that stuff had something to do with it. Yeah. You think? Because I feel like it's not just you, and I. I mean, and you you are on the less intense side as well, because I know a lot of people that suffer. All right, it's not suffer like it's a mortal disease or something, but suffer from FOMO because mm-hmm. they think, you know, if I don't see what's going on immediately with all these people that I know, then it's just not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel some sort of way. Like if I'm I even, I feel like real FOMO and I, I, I stop feeling this as well. Like if all my friends go on a trip and I'm the only one that's not going on a trip, I can think of a specific example with one of my friends mm-hmm. where he was just like, I just, you know, like I really need to go on this trip because I feel I have a huge like feeling of FOMO mm-hmm. for if I don't go on this trip. But then now I feel even if all my other friends go on a trip, like I'll sustain. They're still so, gonna be friends with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of a it's it's a little it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. I get you on. I understand where you're coming from on that. I think. Yeah, yeah. But I can't I can't really explain why I don't have it. I'm I'm trying to think if it's now I don't have it anymore or I just never had it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Cause I never really cared all that much if somebody did something without me. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're definitely a more intro per, introverted person. So. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I'm like very, I think. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. Some people. What I I heard the real difference between introvert and extrovert is not that introverts don't want to talk to people and extroverts want to talk to people. It's just that. So for introverts, their re- recharging is when so they go hang out with people that drains them and they get recharged when they're alone for extroverts it's you go you they go they're when they're alone they're getting drained and then when they go hang out with people their energy reboots i don't know if you're explaining it like that in that case i don't know if i'm a true or pure introvert because there are some situations there's like a time and a place where if i'm hanging out with somebody i feel great it doesn't even matter even if the person's like the worst person ever Mm mm-hmm like I, I feel fine, you know, or not, not know. even, not even that I feel fine. Like I feel better being with that person than I am, in just by myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. But th- there's other situations in which, you know, I'm like, oh, I really just don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, you know, go home and sit by myself. Okay, but that's that's situation dependent, I think. But let's say we we control that, and it's just the same. Like you, I don't think I have a natural inclination towards either. I feel like I feel both a pretty even amount of times. Okay, then maybe you aren't. <laughs> maybe that's just because you have bad experiences with certain people. Maybe it's not okay, even certain people. Let's talk it's, about it, it. Can be the same person, but in some scenario, I don't know what it is, but in some scenario, I just feel like you know I want to hang out with this person right now. Well, and, no one's hundred percent extroverted or hundred percent introverted. I'm just saying, which one do you like? A spectrum inclined towards? I'm not more? sure. I'm not sure because I can I can tell you right now, there are very specific. It's not even very specific. Like it happens a lot, where. <laughs> You know, even even by the hour, sometimes uh, maybe it's like a mood swing or something. But even sometimes by the hour, I feel, you know, I just don't want to be here. Like I'm too tired to be talking to these people at the moment. Like I can't give my hundred percent. And then just instantly, almost like a, there's just a switch. Something happens. You know, I usually notice that I'm 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 trying to establish a, a pattern recognition in my mind. But when I was younger, when like in middle school, for example. I'd usually feel more introverted before something big like a test. And then after that test was over, I'd feel more extroverted. Like I'd gain energy from talking to people. 
And I've noticed it's the same way throughout high school as well. But it's not it's not tests anymore. Like if there's something big that I had to do earlier that day, I'd feel worse before that thing happened, but then after that thing happened, I'd feel I think better. that in a sense is almost you're preparing yourself for whatever you need to do. It's a you need to be you if you have other influences and you are not like if you have other influences that are impact influencing you before you do that whatever that big thing you need to do then you get distracted from that so when you're introverted or when not when you're introverted but when you're by yourself and you're thinking only about that big thing then you're focused on it i think that's what that is when you just you need to be alone before for example a test to prepare your mind for that test but then after that you're good you're free so then you go back to your natural state yeah you think that's your natural state i don't know because I feel like because this determines- I have I know what you mean. There's the same thing. At certain times, it's I when you're with a group of people, you're just like I don't want to be here. The same group of people, and then mm-hmm. at certain times you don't. But I think almost in this in this definition, you have to factor that out. I'm just saying. I think I believe this. There are people who, when they're when they're by themselves, they're recharging, and there are people when they're out. They're or not. They're out. Out. Se- out is bad. Out seems like you're partying or something. Okay. When Just when with you're with other, other people, people, yeah. Then you're recharging, and the analogy also works in this sense. Meaning, the reason we see introverts in the way we do is because, think about it like a phone, like a phone battery. You can keep it in charge for however long you want, mm-hmm. but you can't keep it out of charge. Okay. So those people can, so introverts can be by themselves however long they want but they can't be out for as long as they want. And then extroverts, they can be out for as long as they want, but they can't be in for too long. Okay. So you're, you're comparing a person to like a phone battery and you're saying it, it's different things that make different people charge. That's like USB-C what? versus an Apple charger, for example. What do you mean? Like USB-C is an extrovert and, and uh, the Apple charger is like an introvert. Like it's different <laughs> things that make the same thing charge. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That That's when someone explained this analogy to me, that's what I understood it like. But I don't know if that's a like a if we can really draw that to something natural within you or I don't know in like inherent within you because if you think about way back like if we're going prehistoric times which is the majority of human history so it would make sense that it affects our uh, like biology the most we were alone for long periods of time and we didn't communicate for long periods of time. So I almost think, and even let's go to move like fast forward to civilization. We were with ourselves less with people for long periods of time. Okay. So I think, I don't even know if the extrovert introvert thing is a like valid, like valid, I don't even know, like characterization Mm -hmm. of people at all. Maybe it's just due to how much we've been, you know, talking with people going out and all that yeah. in recent Maybe it's times. a little little bit more extreme nowadays in recent we're... times yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know if that extra word it's all i could even you could even say i don't even know if it's a real thing you know yeah that makes sense but also i don't know i still now that you've got me thinking about it i still can't think of a, a, a real explanation for why i feel a certain way and sometimes and why i don't feel the same way 
even if it's with the exact same people, exact same scenario. I think it's because when you have something on your mind, you need to be by yourself. But even sometimes I don't have anything and I still feel that way. But maybe you don't know that because if you're so disconnected from our, if you're so disconnected from our thoughts than people used to be just because of, you know, like we're on our laptops, yeah. we're on our phones, we're on our TVs. So I think you don't even realize that, but we're so disconnected. From like there's some subconscious thing. It's not even subconscious. It's conscious, but it's we're, lower, we're literally lower, disconnected yeah. from okay. that conscious. It's like uh, our conscious is becoming our subconscious. Quote then I think that's a quote. That's hard. I think in that case, isn't that okay? Never mind. You know, what? I'll leave your quote as perfect as it is. <laughs> and then okay, well, let me shift the topic a little bit. I mean, coming back to the the topic of you know dopamine detox and becoming so connected with your thoughts. Whenever I went to Sabrimola, which I'll explain what that is, if so, there's just it's just this religious pilgrimage for a, a group of people that undertake some austerity for 40 days, the specific austerity that you have to do specific things like sleep on the ground, you know, shower three times a day with cold water or lukewarm water. Is it two times? I did it three times. But the and then what else is there? There's there's a lot of other stuff. But it's about the way I I explain it is about. Piety, purity, and uh, austerity. So it's about one being pure, meaning clean internally, your mind mm -hmm. and also your body. And then uh, piety, meaning be religious, be devoted to God. And then austerity, meaning be simple. You know, and that's also kind of uh, purity almost. But yeah. austerity is being simple, not knowing that nothing in this world is permanent it's all temporary it's all temporary mm -hmm. so just having the bare minimum yeah okay well that's well what the, that's what well that said. 40 days is about yeah. that's what the 40 days is about and the end goal for everybody is uh either to go to the site itself or it's it's on top of a mountain so to go to the site itself or to you know observe something similar to that site or something like that in uh and wherever you're at. Because if you're not in India, then it's really hard to go to that place, obviously. Yeah. But it's... You're preparing yourself for... to Like, that, was, that 40 days is about preparing yourself to see that, to go up mm -hmm. to that, the God's place and see the God. Yeah. And uh, when I was going up... So there's two paths to go up. One is you just climb the mountain where, where you know, the God is laying. Or other the other, other path is you have to go from a small town and you have to climb a few mountains. And you have to, you know, go up and down, up and down, up and down until you get to that place. And for us, that journey took about three days, I'd say. And, you know, in those three days, I didn't even take my phone with me. And no one, no one took their phone except my dad because he wanted to take pictures. But no one took their phone. And, you know, the entire day, like I barely ate anything. And I was just focused on climbing this thing because I didn't even have an appetite at that point. You know, like I'm just so tired. I either want to, you know, sit there or just go to sleep. And I did that thing. You know, I put myself in some quite uncomfortable situations with uh, the hygiene there, like yeah. sleeping on the ground and stuff, yeah. the bathrooms. <laughs> but uh, I, I did that. And then as I kept, you know, I, I kept going, I completely just forgot about everything. Like I, I, I scheduled a video for or this podcast, one of these podcast episodes to be posted during a time where I would be climbing the thing. But as I was climbing the mountain, you know, all of that just slipped my mind. And I was just focused on this one singular thing. When it was going up, it was getting on top of this thing without, you know, slipping and falling off because it was raining a lot and the mud was really slippery and we had to walk barefoot. So there was not much, much traction there. And the other, when, when I was coming down was, uh, you know, 
letting my legs rest a little bit, not getting splinters or, you know, rocks in my foot and also to not slip and fall. So there was that, that was going on the whole time. And it was, I feel like that experience of not having a phone, no distractions and just being unified on one thing. When I came back from Sabramala, I feel like I had a certain aura almost. And I feel like whenever, I, the more I got exposed to phones, because it, like, it was like a newborn baby being exposed to something like that. Like they just can't stop watching Coco Melon. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I was like as soon as I came back. Yeah. Like I was just so purified of all of that. Yeah. That as soon as I was just thrust into a world that just has you know, TVs and phones and all that readily available, I became like a little monkey, like a little baby monkey almost. That's how I felt that multiple times. But... And, um, but you, you know, I felt in, in terms of that aura, I felt like I was just slowly losing aura. Because what, yeah, hundred percent. You, know, you know what I'm talking this about. This is for me. The same thing happened right after I completed that forty days. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I didn't do the same going. To I feel the, like the three days you, you've got you've got to do it at least one time because I feel like that adds so much to the experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like that almost defined the entire experience for me. Mm-hmm. We got to go there sometime. But like, I could feel myself speak with a sense of clarity that I've just it just never happened before, or that I don't remember it happening. I could speak with a sense of clarity, and I could think with a sense of clarity, and I felt like I was just so connected to it to myself internally but then you know when i was exposed to that i just lost it yeah yeah the same thing the same thing happened when i did the 40 days and also even when we did that dopamine detox a couple years back the same thing after that one week ends or something and you just you re-download everything at first you're not as inclined to use the apps Mm -hmm. because you went one week without it but then slowly you just start using it more and more again there i don't know if they're built that way or if they're they were built that way by accident, but I don't know if it's by accident. I mean, I feel you like you really this... think these so, like these social media, whoever made these social media apps. Okay, I feel like maybe now they're doing it on purpose, but oh, at then. first when they invented it, their mm. goal was to you know subdue your brain to the app. No, nah. like they just wanted it as a app where you could connect with people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, now I... now that they know. The more time you're on the app, the more money they make. Now, on purpose, I guess they get you hooked on. Yeah, there. I mean, I guess if I was thinking about the social network, you know, that's the only oh, ex- yeah, exposure yeah. I have Mark to Zuckerberg, how, yeah. how, you know, somebody that was creating these apps would think. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like he just did it just because he just wanted to connect all the people from his university. Yeah, yeah. And he was trying other projects like that before as well. Yeah. But they didn't turn out so well. Yeah. They're kind of dumb, too. I can't lie. <laughs> remember, remember the first one? Which one? It was like... Like he had, he put a picture of every oh, single yeah, girl yeah, in Harvard yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was like rape, and it was, and then it showed the most popular ones. Yeah, but he sent it to every kid in Harvard. It got super hated. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I feel no like no social in, awareness. <laughs> Is that yeah. worse than the edit? <laughs> what? No, I feel like the uh, the guy that made the edit. He, he, I don't know, he might have a bit of Mark Zuckerberg in him. <laughs> That's what I was laughing at. No, not the intellectual capacity. <laughs> hey, you never know. Put the intellectual capacity and zero social awareness together, and then you get the next Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, right. I'm trying to think of someone. Actually, I do know someone. Yeah. You want to shout him out? Or? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the other thing I want to bring up, the aura point. Mm-hmm. The point of, you know. I feel like I even, the word that I'm looking for is clarity Mm -hmm. because I just felt so clear in everything that I was uh, speaking about or acting about, you know. I feel like. I have minor thalassemia. Hmm? I have minor thalassemia. What's that? That's why I yawn so much. It's like when you're, you have less, oh wait, no, finish your point. (laughs) (laughs) I was just yawning and then I thought of that. Yeah, no. 
But I mean, I, I feel like I enjoyed being around other people at that time, and other people enjoyed being around me at the time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in terms of what I noticed in their shift in demeanor and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's all I had to say. So yeah. What, what were you on about? It's like when you have red, less red blood cells or something. Oh, really? But basically, you're you have less ability to absorb oxygen. I've heard about that. Yeah. I have the minor version, but if I if I reproduce with someone who also has minor, my kid has a higher chance of having major. So I have to make sure whoever it is doesn't have minor thalassemia. <laughs> I don't but know. What if they're the best person ever, but they have minor thalassemia? Can't. Major is horrible, bro. They have to be really? these. They have to have these like tubes attached to them and stuff. It's oh, really? awful. Yeah. Okay. So and then, you know, do it for the sake of your kid, yeah. if anything. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's why I yawn so much when even when you were talking, like pe- people would think you're getting bored or something. <laughs> First of all, I don't even think that's what yawning is. I think that's, but then second of all, yeah, that's why I yawn so much. I don't know. I feel like sometimes yawning in uh, that state could be a good thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. like you're really relaxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for me, it's I'm absorbing I mean, I, I, I tend to see it as a, as a or I, it depends, honestly. It doesn't, I, I don't think it really matters. I feel like I see a lot of things as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they just got up and walked away, I think oh, they had something something good to go to or something. <laughs> like some their parents called them or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I feel like that's got that's how you gotta think. Positive thinking. Yeah. What were you why were you so I mean, I was I was telling you about the benefits of positive thinking a while back, but then I kinda fell off on it too. But you're you're picking you're you were picking it back up recently and you're doing it you're doing fine right now, I think. So uh, you know, what's what's up with that? Meaning what, what? do you think about it? Positive thinking. Yeah, how do you think it just benefits in general a person? Positive thinking. I can, I don't think I've been actively practicing positive thinking. Really? Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so finished or something, and you're like, no, it's just a learning experience oh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. It okay, happens. Okay, a lot. okay, okay. That is, I think, what I've been on recently is the power of belief. Okay, I saw something that really hit me the other day, and it was it's wrong on certain levels. I even I was talking about this with. A friend and he was like that's that's so dumb that doesn't make any sense but I still think it, it makes sense I'll, I'll get to the debate we had but anyways the what that what the whatever media I consumed in that moment was saying the human brain is the I mean only, whatever media what I don't know it was either a YouTube video oh, or okay. YouTube short or something that is like a book versus movie or something no no okay, okay. but it was whatever the human brain is the only machine in the world that can program itself. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, as well. that's if you if you really think about that, that's insane. Like you can tell yourself what to do, and that's that's just insane because nothing else in the world can do that. But here's where my friend was saying, like, what animals can't do that, or what? Like we don't have that for now, but what about AI? Can AI do that? But you know, I, I feel like we had a debate about just I'll go to AI first and then I'll hit animals because I just said AI. Mm-hmm. AI, remember when we were talking about is is AI conscious or not? Or can AI ever be conscious? And you were saying no, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you want to explain that? Oh, yeah. I was just, I mean, to put it simply, I was just saying I don't think that there's anything in the body that can generate consciousness. Your your body is kind of like you putting on new or clothes and then discarding them and putting on new clothes. Yeah, I think that's what bodies are for the consciousness. So, okay, yeah, but like, let's get into AI. Like, why can't AI? Oh, why can't AI have consciousness? Yeah. It's just the the same principle applies. I don't think. You okay, know, but, I don't think you can. I, a human can make consciousness by ex, by looking at it through the body. Yeah, 
but or let's, through that lens. Let's okay. Let's throw the like pre-assumed belief that consciousness is separate from the body. Let's throw that like to the side and think about just AI. Like, why can't it? Why like when it when it learns or something? You know, because we were talking about how before the the method with AI was to build these neural networks, but then we figured out, oh, you need so many neurons to build a neural mm-hmm. network, and that's just not possible. But we were saying that the AI can't, because what artificial intelligence is, as we said, was it's learning on its own. But like, even in that sense, is it like, like what? Like, is it programmed or, you know, you know it what I'm saying? It is all a program. It, but is then it are programmed you though? Because at that, at that what, point, what separates what artificial intelligence from computer programming or from a computer is that it's not programmed. It's learning on its own. Yeah, but it's programmed to learn on its own. What? Artificial intelligence. It's programmed to learn on its own, but like, if it's learning on its own, how does that make it any different from us? Like we're programmed by biology or something? Yeah, maybe we're programmed to come up with things. By those monkeys or something? No, no, no. no, Okay, but uh, yeah. So what's your point with that? You're saying that is consciousness? That's what consciousness is? So I'm saying... My my point was, okay, I do believe, okay, let's bring that assumption back. I do believe that consciousness is separate from the body or whatever. But I'm just trying to think about it in terms of, or I'm trying to almost play devil's advocate here and think about it in terms of, uh, like, AI. Like, why why can't AI be conscious? I feel like we had a good reason in that episode. I guess the more important point that I wanted to bring back up. We had a good reason, right? We even made a short out of it. What? Then why AI can't I, AI it was can't the same. It, I think I think it was just what I said. Maybe I explained it badly. But all, all I was saying was, if consciousness is separate from the body, then nothing that we do to activate consciousness in an AI could give it consciousness. It yeah, just, it just but can't I feel happen. like we came up it with a reason exist. throwing that pre throwing that belief aside that consciousness is separate from the body. Like we put that aside and we were saying, oh, this is why AI can't be consciousness because you know it's we were talking about neural networks. It programs itself in a, in a different way. All right. Anyways, regard- okay, well, we don't even have a clear definition of what consciousness is. Yeah, I could say true. my conscious per- perception is whatever I'm doing with my body, but then also you. Okay. You know, you exist in my conscious perception at this very specific moment as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I, we can't really answer that question unless we get really specific into what consciousness actually is. Yeah. If you're I- saying if you're if you're linking consciousness to the ability to learn something, then I would say yeah, I mean I could do that. But then if you're saying, you know, it's total perception of everything, can you do that? I don't think so. Yeah. I I don't know. This is is getting a little bit complex. Yeah, I'll circle circle back to what I was getting at. So, and then maybe we'll find the answer through there. You were asking me why I was positive thinking. And I told you, or why I've been more thinking more positively. I told you it's not really positive thinking. It's just that, that power of belief thing. When I heard that your human body is the only thing that can program itself in the world. That's insane. You literally control where you want to go, what you want to do. So what I've been doing is I've been just telling myself, like, you know, instead of, you know, I'm finished, like, there's no way I can do this, right? Yeah. Just tell yourself. It sounds so cringe or whatever or corny. I don't know. That doesn't matter. Corny doesn't exist. Yeah. Just, it, no. it, it, okay. It's, it's cheesy or whatever. But it's like, I can, if you tell yourself, I can do this then you just the shift in your mindset it's 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 insane and 
it becomes I've seen it happen so many times to me. For example, there was there's just one instance where I was I was I was just hiccuping or something. And then I was like because you can stop hiccups. There's a mm-hmm. very good there's there's a proven way to stop hiccups. Yeah, you breathe in and you hold it. So you let it out through your mouth. Yeah. But anyways, if you just tell yourself, you know, there's I can't stop this, then one, you're not even gonna make that effort to start to try to stop it. Mm-hmm. So I told myself, yeah, like these hiccups, I can stop these hiccups. Like why you know, like why is this going on? And then it just stopped. Okay. And then there was something else like that that happened. It's just many instances. The hiccups is kind of bad. It seems like a small thing or it could have just happened by coincidence. I can't remember the exact instances, but there were multiple things that happened that way where I was like, all right, you can do this. Like you're, this is going to happen. This, this will happen. And then it just happens. Yeah. You know, you know what that reminds me of? I mean, uh, with this being a, uh, a good day for the UFC, with, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the most anticipated featherweight matchup since Conor McGregor beat Jose Aldo. Uh-huh. If we're thinking about Conor McGregor, I saw a, a thing where he was saying, you know, back in the day, before before he was rich, before he was successful, he'd just, he'd just think to himself, he'd exactly visualize something. Like he said, he started with something as small as, you know, he pulled up into a parking space in the mall and he wanted, or he's saying, you know, I strongly visualize that front parking space being open for me. And whenever, when it was open, I just celebrated it like I won the double title. But, you know, you know, when it wasn't open, I was like, oh, you know, I have to believe harder next time. And the thing that's really remarkable about early Conor McGregor before all the fame was he would predict the way in which he would knock out his opponents. So he'd say, you know, I'm, uh, he, he's going to overextend his right hand and I'll pull, I'll pull counter with, my, with the left hook. You know, and he'd do it in that exact same way. When he beat Jose Aldo, he practiced the exact combination that knocked Jose Aldo out in 13 seconds. He practiced that combination in his locker room right before he walked out to the fight. Think of how insane that is. Yeah. I mean, he was thinking about doing that exact combination, and he knew that exact combination would knock down Jose Aldo. I, I, it might even be a probability thing. When you convince yourself that something is going to happen the way it is, and you think it's the most probable outcome, for some reason it happens. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, I think that goes back with what I was saying in the beginning as well. Where I say, where I said, you know, instead of doing all this ten-step morning routine, just think of your think of yourself as the person with the forty million dollars, the person that's achieved all your goals. Yeah. Let's 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 take money out of the equation. You think of yourself as a person that that that's achieved all of your goals, and you think, what would that person be doing? And you just do that thing. I feel like naturally the world or the universe or God or how whatever belief that you might have, I feel like that will just present itself to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's even a verse in the Bible where it's something like. Jesus tells one of his apostles, like Paul or something. Well, actually, I don't want to say, you know, who it is specifically because I don't remember. I'm just throwing it out there. But he tells him, you know, pray for what you want and then behave like it already happened. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that's the way to get what you want. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot of lot of things I can do in that. Maybe maybe it is a probability thing. Maybe it can be explained. Yeah. But, you know, at, at least when you believe that something's going to happen like that, there's there's obviously a higher chance of it happening than if you don't believe it at all. Yeah. Like for example, I was saying this to uh, you know my cousin who plays. Because then you start acting in the way that it will happen. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's the reason. I'm, but I mean, even I, I I was talking to my my cousin that plays tennis, and he was saying, you know, oh this guy's so much better than me. He's been playing for 15 years. I'm like yeah, you already you're going into that game with the assumption that this guy's way better than you. Yeah. Like there's no there's no possibility that you're gonna win. Yeah. Compared to if you think oh I'm gonna beat this guy, there's still 
a possibility that you're gonna win. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's mindset. It's all. It, it's it's how it affects your mind and then how you act because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's a better explanation than you yeah. Know. But I mean, as far as I know, it has a hundred percent success rate. Yeah, same. It just never. It d- just doesn't fail you. If you yeah. truly believe that something is gonna happen, yeah, it just never fails you. Yeah, I think that's that's where you're saying your your whole thing about the power. Of and almost you have from. to tell yourself that, so then you keep with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, repetition and all. Yeah. I don't know. Fifty-four. Okay, but you know, I feel like we could keep this extend this a little bit. Really? Yeah. Right. We can. We can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, can we? <laughs> no, we can. You okay. have to truly believe it. Yeah, I believe. I believe we can extend this conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, in, envisioning ourselves going another thirty minutes. All right, fine. Let's keep going. All right. So then, you know, in that case, yeah, it works for everything. Like Connors was really strong in the in in the way that he, uh, you know, he just completely... having a little bit doubt now. <laughs> what? what? I can't be doubt. I can't be doubtful. Yeah, you can't I, be doubtful at all. Okay. You have to believe it 100%. Yeah, yeah. But Connor had it in the in the way where, you know, I feel like it, it got lost after he got so many distractions. So maybe that, yeah, the, that, that goes back directly to our point at the beginning about just cutting off all the distractions and just focusing on specifically the thing that he was doing or the yeah. thing that you want to do. Yeah. You know, act like the person that's achieved all your goals and you will achieve all your goals. Yeah. Like the universe will bring itself towards you. Yeah. It's and not even the universe almost. It's just... If you, well, if you if think you, of it as the universe, it is. If you think of it as yourself, it is. You know, if yeah. you think of it as God, that's also it could be that as well. Uh, I don't know if that works. If you if you think about if you think about it, as in, if you think I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be this person. Like let's go back to the business example. I'm gonna be the person that has whatever forty million dollars, and then you start acting in that way. Then obviously, it's gonna happen. I don't know if that's related to something like the universe or so. I don't. I think there's no mystery to me in that. It just makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. But it can't. I mean, okay, you were saying after the Ramundir thing, you were saying, you know, everything that I wanted has happened since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, I feel like there's That's both. something different, though. I don't know why, why that was. For Okay, I can explain that for one, for one context. So the day that... So in the city of Ayodhya in India, there... There was it's where Ram was born, and there was a temple there for centuries. Then, when during the Muslim when the Muslim invasions happened, that temple was destroyed, and a mosque was built on that site. So then, recently, there's a huge. So recently, there was a huge Supreme Court case over it, and basically, the Supreme Court decided, yeah, like Hindus have the right for this important site for them for this temple to be built there. And then we move the mosque somewhere else, right? Because it's all are okay. It's been there for a while. It's been yeah. there for a while, and it's it's an important site, is what I'm saying. So, so yeah. So recently, January twenty second, I want to say it was recently. January twenty second. You don't have to specify that. January twenty second. Get to the point. That temple was opened to the public. Okay, so yeah. on that day they had a ceremony. They unveiled the, uh, like the, the idol. Yeah, but it's not like idol like that. Okay. Yeah, right? The people that will get it will get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, so they, they unveiled that. And even and on temples around the world, they, they there was a ceremony for that. So for, I went to our local temp, Hindu temple for that and participated in the ceremony, whatever, right? And then the day, as soon as the day after that happened, even as that on that day, you know, the day after it happened, 
just everything that I wanted to happen. I was thinking, oh, it'd be great if this would happen. It would happen. It would be great if this would happen. It would happen. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm just attributing it to maybe you had some subconscious belief yeah, that yeah. something would just happen. And, yeah. and it didn't, I don't know. You know? So, but I think it, go, it goes back to that Jesus thing as well, yeah. where he's saying, you know, pray for something that you want. Or if it's obviously like, you know, pray for something that you want. And then, and then you're saying I subconsciously acted like yeah, it would happen. Just act, just act like, just like, or you said just act like it happened already. Yeah, but I didn't act you. like it happened. Like I was just like, oh, I really want this to happen. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how that would be explained. Though. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, we don't need to explain everything. Yeah, leave some <laughs> yeah. things as there. That's that's not our job. Yeah. Yeah, and but then yeah, I'm not sure. Just kids after all. What? I said we're just kids after yeah. all. But also we're just not God. Yeah. We don't need to explain something like that happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, Actually, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm 18. Yeah, I'm still a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, your brain still, your brain your fully brain. develops at yeah. 25. So yeah. I'd say I'd consider myself a kid until my brain full, fully develops. Honestly, though, my brain's not going to ever stop developing. It's I could go on a tangent from here, but. I'm an eternal brain developer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bet. Just, yeah, but just let it grow. Yeah. <laughs> Mega mind. Mega mind in my shit, bro. Uh, Have you seen, like, you know you know the meme where it's this guy and it, it, it's his brain is so big that he's just sitting on it. Like, it, it goes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's sitting on it like a chair. That's going to be me. Yeah, but what's a tangent? Let me let me hear the topicality and I'll decide if it's if it's worth going through with or not. What were you just talking about, bro? Brain's before, going bigger. Yeah, before that. What? I said, I'm an eternal brain developer. I said, brain stop growing at 25. Oh, I was saying the reasons that I think, one, I don't know, in our in our text, like Hindu text, I think they're, they specified an age when you should get married, when a male should get married and when a female should get married. And I think, I'm not 100% sure on this, but the male age might be after when the brain develops fully. Yeah, you might be onto something, but I say we hold that discussion for a future episode. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like, it's yeah. it's kind of it's pretty off topic. Yeah. I feel like we we crafted this for a certain audience, and that's yeah. not, it's not that audience. Yeah. Is that a sign from God that we should end this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, let's end it.